Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. very good it is that we are here tonight because 30 hours ago it wasn't too clear if we actually would be here tonight I really have to thank Erica props for um, calling the superintendent of Berkeley County Schools and making sure that we could at least have met in a school close by but it is so good to be with you all this night After yesterday's chemical spill at the water treatment plant, everything has just seemed to go on wrong. The mustard seed had to be evacuated, which meant my childcare for the day was non-existent. All my plans to get ready for tonight, thrown out the window, vanished. There was no time to work on a sermon. All our plans for Christmas Eve were thrown out the window perfect bulletin, the perfect hymns, the perfect choreographed worship. You know, this stuff takes work. (laughs) Unfortunately, Johnny and Austin, they were uh, having to deal with me and my perfectionism today. The choir music had to be perfect. Perfect everything. I don't know why it is, but it seems that every pastor since the days of St. Paul and St. Peter, pastors have worried and fretted over Christmas Eve. And that's not necessarily true because Christmas Eve really didn't come about to like the 3rd or 4th century worship. But uh, I think pastors for a very long time have fretted over this night. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the hallmark idea that pastors have in their minds of the perfect Christmas Eve service. And we go to all lengths to make that happen. I nearly broke an evacuation order to get into church yesterday. I found myself very angry over the fact that we might be homeless for a night or two. Homeless on Christmas Eve. But homelessness is not all that uncommon for the Christians, especially for Jesus in the Christmas story. Most people make a huge fuss over the fact that Jesus is... Jesus and his family could not find a place to stay on their first night in Bethlehem. And that is true. That is a part of the story. But I often think we pay way too much attention to that very small, minor detail. Luke clearly wants us to spend more time talking about the shepherds coming to see Jesus. Coming to worship Jesus. Not so much on the fact that Bethlehem was too full. That Bethlehem was not ready. The first Christmas was not perfect. Nobody was ready for our Lord. Not Mary or Joseph, not the town, not the empire, not the world. And the people who do come to pay their respects are not the most notable of figures. They're shepherds. They're covered in dirt, smelling of animals, sketchy by nature. Yet Mary says nothing about it. She does not storm out of the cave. She does not scream and kick everyone out. 
Luke says that Mary treasured all these things, treasured all these words, and pondered them in her heart. This birth was not perfect, yet Mary chose not to complain or to fret, to treasure and ponder all these things in her heart. The world was not ready, and we still are not ready for our Lord. How many of us have been rushing around the month of December? I saw this meme of a, a guy that said he, he was blinking December 1st, and he blinked, it was blank, and then he blinked, and it was December 23rd. How many of us feel that way? December 1st was at the beginning, and all of a sudden we're at December 23rd, 24th, and we're not sure how we got here. How many of us in the great hustle and bustle of the holiday season took time to stop and pray? I feel like this month has gone by so quick, and I haven't had any time to enjoy it. Do you feel that way? I was trying to listen to Christmas music all month, and I just found myself not wanting to, not feeling in the mood to do so. I finally was listening to Christmas music today on the way to a cemetery, and I drove right past the cemetery, completely missing it. The family was wondering what was going on, but I was just jamming out to some Christmas music. 77% of adults say that they find the holidays to be stressful and anxiety-producing. And I think it's because we keep striving to make things perfect. We keep trying to make things like how we remember them as a child. But nostalgia has a funny way of making things better than it really was. The phrase, back in my day, is rarely a true statement. We always remember things better than they were. We always remember it better than it was. And what I find so fascinating about the Nativity story is the brutal honesty in its recollection. Nobody was ready. Nobody would make room for Mary to have a space to have have her child born, the Savior of the world to be born. That the Savior of the world was homeless on his first night. He was born in a cave. He slept in a cow's food bowl. The place was not clean. It was not fit to have a child. Luke is brutally honest in his telling of the story. He leaves out no imperfect detail. We glorify this humble story. We sing beautiful songs about this night. Silent night, holy night. I really doubt that it was very silent the night that Jesus was born. I found a video from when Thomas was born. I was going to play it, but I was afraid I was going to cry, so I didn't do it. I took it about a half hour after he was born. The nurse had taken him away from mom and was cleaning him up a bit. And he was crying his little heart out. He was cold. The nurse had taken away from his mom. He was not having any part of it. It was not a silent night when he was born. And there haven't been too many silent nights since... April 15th, 2017. 3 a.m. feedings, 5 a.m. diaper changing. One night we had him, he had the stomach flu and was throwing up everywhere. And we live in the lap of luxury compared to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. We have a heater in his room that is controlled by a thermostat. I only have to get up in the middle of the night to turn it up or turn it down. It turns itself off. It is amazing. A little invention. His mattress is hypoallergenic. Or simply put, he has springs in between, not hay. Thomas's crib is so well built that I think it could probably support the weight of my truck. And Jesus had none of this. I can't imagine that it was a silent night. Nor should it be a silent night. 
It was, a, it was a night that changed the world. It was a night that angels filled the skies outside of Bethlehem and woke up sleeping shepherds. The angels tell the shepherds, said, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people to hear. This isn't just any news, but this is good news for all people. This is good news for all those who have a room in Bethlehem. This is good news for all those who are keeping watch over their sheep in the fields. This is good news for all people. To you, to you is born this day in the city of David. The Messiah, who is Christ the Lord. Martin Luther writes in one of his Christmas Day sermons, The angels do not simply say Christ is born, but to you he is born. And neither does he say, I bring glad tidings, but he says, to you I bring glad tidings of great joy. This joy was not to remain in Christ, but it shall be for all people. Of what benefit would it be to any of us if Christ would have been born a thousand times? And if daily we would hear it sung in our ears in the most loving of manners. If we never were to hear that he was born for me, for you, and was to be my very own. We keep searching for the perfect Christmas, the silent night of sorts. We keep searching for something that simply is not there. What is there is a child who is born both God and human. What is there is a child who will one day grow up, teach us many different things, show us many different things, be willing to die for people he has never met. To you is born this day in the city of David, the Messiah, who is Christ the Lord. Repeat that with me, my brothers and sisters. To you is born this day. In the city of David. A Savior. Who is Christ the Lord. To you, for you. A child is born in the most humble and rudest of ways. And he was born for you. He wasn't just born for the kids. There are a lot of people out there who say Christmas is just for the kids. I just do Christmas for my kids. Jesus was born for you, not just for them, but for you as well. Jesus was born for the insiders. Jesus was born for the outsiders. He was born for you. And he will stay in your imperfect life where all your best laid plans go awry. He will stay in your heart even when you don't have space for him. And he will go wherever you go. Because he came for you. He came for all of us. That one day we might not be scared of the grave. He came to give us hope and to show us that God loves the world so much. That God would dwell with us. That God would want to be with us. That God would want to live like us. Hurt like us. Love like us. Die like one of us. And one day show us that resurrection is possible. Tomorrow will come and many of us will find ourselves driving here and there. You're going to be picking up lots of wrapping paper off the floor. Unless you have teenagers and you're just gathering up a bunch of bags. You're going to be searching for all those gifts you, you can't remember where you hid them. You're going to be eating lots of ham and turkey. Tomorrow, we'll once again, tomorrow we will once again search for that perfect silent night of sorts. And we're probably not going to find it. Tonight, however, that perfect night comes. It comes because Christ dwells in our midst. In the reading of scripture and the singing of hymns and the blessed sacrament of bread and wine. And we, the angels, the shepherds, even the animals in the stable, tonight is made perfect because our God, our Lord, is present. And 
we cannot stay silent no more.